And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Winthrop, and we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. If you uh, have been with our show for a while, you know this man. If you are new here, you're going to about to be a fan. Uh, here's a man who would never throw a challenge. The great Jordan Heffler. Jordan, how are you? Come on in. I'm good. Ryan, it's been, it's been a year. It's been far too long. I miss the sound of your voice. And again, as always, the blood is coursing through my veins after that episode. That was quite an episode. I, I want to get your thoughts on the episode in general, but what I will say just quick fire was that a lot of people, myself agreed, have been saying maybe best episode of the season so far. Really good stuff tonight. So let's rewind a little bit because we haven't really, really caught up. I like this season. I know there's a lot of flack on the season. I happen to like it. I, I like the new challenges. I, I like the new advantages I'm in, and I like the new wrinkles they're throwing in there. And as far as what you just said, I think this is hands down the best one. Yeah. No, actually, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to ask you before we get too much into the episode, since we haven't talked to you, uh, what are your thoughts on the season so far? But I think you illustrated it well. You uh, you feel like there's a little bit of flack, but you're enjoying seeing the, the players, seeing the advantages. What are some of your general other thoughts about some of the players or what we've seen so far? You know, I like it. I, I feel like, you know, it's a little hard to tell in the beginning of the season whether or not you become attached to the players. But I feel like a lot of them do have unique personalities that, you know, you can you can really want to follow along the entire, the entire season for. So, I mean, I have no complaints about the actual cast. And really what I like the most is the, the game theory they're introducing and the new, you know, the new wrinkles into the advantages that I, I don't know why people seem to not like them. I think that it's just something that we've never seen before. And that's always, you know, up my alley. So I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with Jeff that we are dropping the four and keeping the one and this feels like a brand new era to you? Not really. Like <laughs> it's, like, it's like basically the same thing. It's just, a, it's just slightly different. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I'm enjoying the season so far. I was saying this to Dylan uh, each and every week, but whenever they don't get too deep into the advantages, I feel like this cast has a lot of potential. I'm seeing the makings of some great players, some really great moments as we see tonight, some really big uh, fails of some moves. So I'm really looking forward to uh, getting into it all. Uh, before we get started here tonight, we are live on uh, StreamYard, but we are live on YouTube and Twitter. So as always, please feel free to leave some comments, share your thoughts, engage with us live. I mean, Jordan, I think you would agree when you were on the podcast a while ago, your favorite part is in, in um, getting engaged with the fans and talking to hear what they want. Oh, yeah. Give me the right? questions. Bring them yeah. on. Give me the questions. We want to hear your questions live and we want to talk about this. Uh, tell us if we're right. Tell us if we are completely wrong and we should go back to studying but uh, yeah, and then don't forget to also leave a like, uh, comment, subscribe, everything that people say all the time. But are you ready to hop in, Jordan? Yeah, and as far as the comments go, feel free to feel free to let Ryan know when he's wrong. I'm never wrong, so let's do this. Well, if you've been with us for a while, you remember the great uh, Brad versus Sarah debates about game changing. <laughs> so you can get comments in the chat about that if you want to. But yeah, no, I'm really excited to talk uh, season 41 with you because we just haven't had a chance to speak with you yet, um, both on the podcast and offline, actually, too. Let's do it. So, Jordan, the highlights uh, of the episode, are our headline tonight, JD gets the boots. Um, really quickly, before we get into this travel council, just specifically, what did you like? What did you think about JD so far this season? I did not like him. Really? Not a fan of JD. I thought he was trying too hard to be cool the, the entire time. He was, he was a little bit too much for me. So I was saying to Dylan, I don't, I don't know if you've been keeping up with our, with our uh, um, recaps, but I said to Dylan before the show, 
when I saw his cast video, he just had like a likable energy to him. And maybe, maybe what you're saying is he was trying a bit too hard to play into that cool persona. But when he started talking, he just, he just brought me right in. He was just super engaging, super light, super fun. So I had high hopes for him to go far. I'm actually glad we didn't do a draft. So I would have taken uh, JD pretty early in my draft if I had a chance, but I didn't. Um, but no, I really like JD this season. So I'm kind of sad that he uh, went home tonight. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And he's definitely a very likable guy. And that was part of his shtick. He was very social and everyone enjoyed talking to him on the beach and stuff. But I feel like in terms of Survivor, generally speaking, I tend to stray away from the overly social players for whatever reason. As, as we know, I don't like Sarah. But like for whatever reason, you know, I feel like I, I just don't really like the overly social players. I'm more of a strategy guy. And as far as strategy, I, I don't like the players that like, are the ones that just preach, oh, I'm a huge Survivor fan. I study this game. I'm an expert. Like, look, brain flash. Everyone studies the game. Everyone has been watching every season. You're not standing out in any way. Just stop trying, stop bragging and acting like you know everything. And I felt like he kind of came off that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, th I feel like JD had a lot of fans behind him. A lot of people really liked JD. Some people made the him their winner pick. So I feel bad for those people who lost their winner pick tonight. It's always a uh, sad state of affairs when you lose your number one pick in the draft. But no, I, I thought this was just a really interesting episode from JD. And we're, and we're going to get into it all as we go through the episode like we always do. But what I wanted to ask you, Jordan, um, like J Dylan and I have been doing lately, we start with the outcome, like and we kind of analyze the outcome and then we go through the episode bit by bit. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this um well a were you surprised to see jd go home tonight and b the question that everyone's asking on twitter jordan was this the right move for shan that's very complicated yeah so yeah we have time so first of all ryan is coming off an hour of being able to digest that episode i'm, I'm about 12 minutes afterward so sir let's I, I think it was the right move for shan and that is because i think jd would have played too hard at the merge and i don't think he was trustworthy I mean, if I would not have wanted to align with him because, again, he came off as the, you know, self-proclaimed survivor expert. And those are never, those are never safe to play with, at least those that are very vocal about it. So I think that was the right move for Shan. Was I surprised? Definitely. I thought Jeannie would have been voted out for sure, especially with how this episode started. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the editors are very good at this, Jordan. They always yeah. do a good job at, at, like, misdirecting us and giving us a whole bunch of, uh, okay, this is the narrative for the episode, and then we're going to just swerve right and then this is going to happen instead so i actually i thought i agree with you i thought genie was going to go home for sure i thought the whole jd discussion was a big misdirect and gd genie was just too far on the outs with the brad thing and you're right i did have an hour to uh think about this so my opinion has you know vacillated back and forth i started out the episode and sorry what was your stance you think it was the right move for sham i do yeah so I've, I've gone back and forth here. I started out initially with full-blown, this was the wrong move, because I thought initially JD is in her back pocket. Shan is so influential. She's gotten, Jordan, she's gotten this man to give her his advantage. I, my screen's blocked. Twice. <laughs> twice now he's given her his advantage. So clearly he is loyal to her. She said on the, in her confessional, she sees him like a little brother. So... I thought, you know, not only are you keeping JD as a vote, you're keeping his advantage where, where, when you can use him and his advantage to your advantage and you'll have two votes then. So I thought, oh, initially, clearly JD is going to um, stay because it's Shan's right move to keep him. Then, Jordan, I was reading some things on Twitter and I was thinking some more. And I said, I still think she should have kept JD. But then I was seeing things where I was like, 
okay, next week it's a, it's a three person tribe. It's her, Ricard, and JD. Yep. Now we don't we haven't seen if if anybody um just doesn't watch the next time on. This is not really a spoiler, but they did. That's not me. Show. What's up? Oh, they, I don't watch the next the next time yeah. on. They, no, 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 they, no, no, uh, no swap. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's the point. They, they show nothing uh, super substantial in the next time on, so there's no okay. indication of a swap. So this tribe is now down to three. So I and I saw Jordan pointing and nodding. So maybe he knows where I'm going with this. If they have a three tribe, three person tribe, and they lose the next challenge, and JD's like, oh well, Ricard and Shan are going to vote together. Now he can use his extra vote and automatically force a two two tie. So. While I think maybe for loyalty she should have kept JD, I can see why she's thinking, okay, JD has to go because he can automatically force a tie against me and Ricard. I have a question for the Survivor Encyclopedia and Rules Expert himself. Who? Can she use the vote? You. You know who. You. Um, can she use the vote? So it, not, not to give you a cop-out answer, but it really depends on what's in the advantage. Like the whole thing that happened with Sarah and Sari and Game Changers, it's said at the bottom – this is non-transferable. So Sarah could give it to Sari to hold, but Sari physically cannot play it herself. So to answer your question, I don't know if at the bottom of JD's parchment it says this is non-transferable. It sounds like if Shan's keeping it for herself, it sounds like it is transferable and Shan is planning to use it, kind of like how Sarah voted out right. Sierra and got her legacy advantage. So to answer your question, I think she can use it, but there's times where they say it's non-transferable. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, good move for her. Get him out. Now she has the vote. She, it's officially hers now. Yeah. I, again, I, I listen for TV. I love the move. It's flashy. It's savage. I love to see it. I just didn't know if it was the right move for Shan. And I feel like as the week goes on, I'll still think about whether it was the good move or a bad move. I feel like I'm leaning towards it being a fine move for right now. Cause Jeannie might stay loyal, but who knows? Jeannie could easily just flip and go to another tribe. Um, one more question I have for you on the tribal council before we dive into the episode, Jordan is, you saw that it was a three to one vote. So that means that Jeannie did not play her shot in the dark because she would have lost her vote had she played her shot in the dark. Um, really quickly, since we haven't talked about your thoughts specifically yet, what are your thoughts on the shot in the dark? Um, as of now, I like it. And I kind of like took a second to, to answer that because I'm nervous that something will happen after the merge with like, I don't know, six, seven, eight left. That'll really make me upset that it, mm -hmm. that it exists. That being said, I like it right now. And I'm very opinionated on it for this episode specifically. Genie, Genie and JD both should have played it. And here's why. Okay. We know that Shannon and Ricardo voted together. So if I'm JD and I'm nervous that they might, they might vote with Genie or, they might, or that Genie might roll it herself, he's got to play it. Because at worst case, if they, vote with, if they vote with him, it's two against one. Or if they were going to vote him out like they did tonight, he would have been gone anyway. Same with Genie. If they voted against her, it would have been three against one, and it wouldn't have mattered. Or if and if she lost, it it would it wouldn't have mattered. And if they did vote for JD, which they did, it would have been two against one. So it's completely fine. They both should have played it. It was a complete. It, how do they not understand that? Well, you're correct. You're correct in that if uh, Jeannie played her shot in the dark, you have a one in six chance. And if she got that one in six chance, JD was going to go home no matter what, because I don't think Shannon Ricardo are going to flip on each other. So JD would have gone. So I see your point there. Um, I just think it's tough because I think to our knowledge, you only get one shot in the dark, the whole game. So if you use it now, Oh, I did not know that. So you think, so were you of the opinion that you get a second one at the merge? Maybe I would have thought you can do it whenever you wanted. Oh no. See, okay. 
and again, this is why people have been a little upset with the season so far because there's a lot of rules and it's a little complicated to follow. People want Jordan. I don't know if you heard this. People want like a website of just like rules and, 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 and like yeah. of what everything does. Um, so you might be right, Jordan, that you maybe can use it every single time, and you have a one in six shot, or maybe when you get to the merge, it doubles to one in twelve. I don't know. I was under the impression, and I could be wrong, that you only have one shot in the whole game. Because it's essentially, if, you, if it works, it's, it's like a um, get-out-of-jail-free card. So we'll have to find out when someone eventually plays it. But I thought you only have one shot. I will like it if it's whenever you want. If it's only one shot, I don't like it. So let me ask you a follow-up question. If it's only one shot in the dark, do you still support JD and Jeannie both using it then or no? Um... It's tough to say. I think that if I was on the island, that I would have done it still. Because, okay. I mean, how, how many chances do you get if, you know, you're like, it's like literally you were another person and you, and you know that for a fact? Yeah. Like, how many times will that come up? And then the whole thing with the possible swapping the tribes, you know, if he, if he were to, you know, play it effectively and then they swap tribes, all of a sudden he's in the clear and has new allies. So mm. I, I, think I, I think in this case I would have played it. Yeah, I mean, listen, when the votes came out three to one, I actually was a little surprised that Jeannie didn't play it. I guess she must have just gotten really good reassurances from Shan and Ricard that they were going to vote out JD tonight, and she didn't have to play it because the, the edit made it look like she was going to play it for sure. Because she, And she even said at trial, she's like, Jeff, they could just be sweet-talking me so I don't have to play my shot in the dark. So I thought she was going to at least roll the die, no pun intended, and see what happened. But it sounds like... Sounds like Shannon Ricard just did a really good job at telling her, like, you are safe. We are voting out JD tonight. You are all good. And JD clearly th- thought he was fine. JD thought, oh, I'm safe. They're good, man. And I'll tell you what, I like Ricard a lot. Yeah. So before we go through the episode, I want to get your thoughts, like you just said, on Ricard. Who are some other players that you're really liking so far this season? Uh, my two favorites are Ricard and uh, what was his name? The football player. Oh, Danny. Love Danny. It, it was a great episode for Danny too. Yeah, with he- I'm with looking forward to getting into it. Uh, getting into it for uh, what happened with Danny. Well, because finally, Jordan, we finally saw the blue tribe. We finally got some Luvu content. It's been all about the yellow tribe and the green tribe, and then we finally get some blue tribe content, which I'm excited to dive into with you. Poor Heather, man. She got no airtime, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> they, they listen. I love Heather. They did this woman dirty. We're gonna get into it, but they don't give her any airtime except for the, for the fact that she sits out of challenges, and then they finally show her, and she just does not do well in this challenge. I felt so bad for her. Um, really quickly, Jordan, I want to ask you, just in case you haven't seen one of the podcasts, did, have you seen any secret scenes from this season? No, I don't do that. Okay. Do you want to hear about one of them and then that might make you like Heather a little bit more? Was it from a previous episode and is it a spoiler? It's not a spoiler. Well, it's from episode, I think episode two. So it, it didn't make the air, but it basically was like some behind the scenes stuff. Hit me. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I, I love mentioning this to people um, and hearing their reactions. Because when we had Davey on the podcast last week, Davey was like, that was hysterical. He loved it. So Really, really quickly before we get into the episode recap, um, there is a secret scene where Heather goes to the tribe, Jordan, at night, and she says that she had a dream. And the dream was that Sydney stole her torch. And Sydney's like, oh, I didn't mean to. It was just a dream. Don't let it ruin our vibe. And Heather's like, "Like, I'm, I'm a little like sad. You stole my torch. And like, I'm, are, you go- are you coming after me? And Sydney's like, I, I, Heather, I'm not coming after you. I, I promise. Like, 
it, it was just a dream. Go back to bed. You're fine. Heather says in confessionals, I made the whole dream up. And she go and she goes, I want to use that dream to kind of target Sydney in a way. So that didn't come up in this episode tonight, but that I was like a that. little scene that gives more character to Heather. I like that a lot. Yeah. Good for you, Heather. Listen, I, I think I think Heather, when she's on the show, can be a really fun character, honestly. It was a good episode for her, even though it yeah. wasn't, but it was it was yeah. I like I liked watching it. And good and, and bad in, yeah. in some ways. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's just quickly go back to the beginning. And then again, if anyone has any questions, if someone's watching, feel free to drop it in the chat and we will go through it. So Jordan, after Tribal Council, after Brad gets voted out, uh, by the way, I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark, no pun intended again, and say that you were a big Brad fan. You thought, was Brad a fun house of a character to you? What were, what were your thoughts on Brad? You're rubbing it in my face. I was so devastated. When when he got voted out, and that's the first time I thought like, oh, is this why people don't, people don't like that se- this season because they're playing too hard or something? I don't know. I loved him. I love Brad. Listen, I've always been a proponent of you can't play too hard because especially in a shortened season, you have to play hard. You just can't play sloppy. That's the key. Play hard, just don't play sloppy. Like, I'm totally with you JD and Brad. Totally with you. But after Brad gets voted out, Jordan, we see that Jeannie is she's heated. She's heated that she's left out of the vote and she's like, you know what? Y- y'all can have your own food, have your own fire. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised Jeannie was like this heated. Jeannie, calm down. Like, g- give me a break, Jeannie. First of all, you're playing Survivor. Okay, relax. You're going to get blindsided. Relax. Second, Shan just owned her right after that. She's yeah. like, it was awesome. That was really the first time I was like, yeah, let's go, Shan. Because I'm not a big Shan fan. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, I am a big Shan, Shan fan, Shan Stan. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Shan. No, boo. I hate Shan. I'm, right. Ricard is the brains behind it all. She's just the annoying one. Listen, 17 minutes in, and we've already found our, our next Ryan versus Jordan debate. <laughs> um, is Shan good or not? Um, but, you know, really quickly with Jeannie, I just feel like we've seen this all the time, Jordan, where people get blindsided. You're right. This happens all the time in Survivor. When you come back to camp after you get blindsided, you have to play it cool. You have to just say, okay, you know what? You guys got me. Um, you know, I still want to be a part of this tribe. Um, I, I, I would have I would have voted with you if you just included me on the votes. I'm happy to kind of work with you next time. You, you can't get all heated and then further isolate yourself. You have to try to reintegrate yourself as fast as possible. So Jeannie might have just needed to dial it back a little bit. So that way she could be like, look, you guys got me. It was a great move. Let's move forward. 100%. I- there's always one every season, right? There's, there's always one. And it's just so dumb every time. It happens every time because I think people forget that these are not all game bots. These are not all like master strategists. These are people. And people get their feelings hurt when people that they're friends with betray them. Jordan's like, there's no room for feelings at all. If you're, if you're going to do that, get off the island and give me your plane ticket because you don't deserve to be playing. Jordan would ne- Jordan would never. I would never. I would um, applaud them. I would apl- I, I would be, I would be really angry to be clear. I'd be really angry. And I would let them know that I'm furious, but I would applaud them. But like you said earlier, Shan just completely goes swinging and says, "Look, Genie, and again, I was a little surprised. I don't think this was a good move for Shan. I think this was a little bit uh haphazard of her. She shouldn't have um she shouldn't have really like came out swinging like that at Genie, but she was like, "Genie, I have the receipts." I was Brad's number one, not you. He told me about his advantage, not you. And I voted him out to help us because he would have been a big threat to us with the advantage. 
and again, like like you were, I just think that was a lot of firepower from Shan. Yeah, she helped. She helped Genie out. She's like, um, you were not nearly as close with him as you think. He played you, so yeah, you can shut up now. That's what I would do. I but like that. Is, but the thing is, Jordan, I actually agree with JD here because JD's like, it's a double standard because what he says is like, you, she raked him over. No, Jordan, listen. She raked him over the coals last week when she was like, look, your idol, not your idol, your advantage fell out of your pants when you went to the bathroom and you didn't tell me about it and I feel betrayed. And she raked him over the coals. Now this week, she didn't tell JD about Brad's advantage. And he's like, so you, you I can't, I have to tell you things, but you can't tell me things. So I feel like JD did, did clock her a little bit. And he was like, it's a little bit of a double standard here. Now, nah, JD, shut up. You know what? She was in with another person and she cut that person out because she wants to play with you. So you can literally shut up. I just think that like, well, first of all, I think Shan has been doing a good job in terms of making everyone her number one and people feel very loyal to her. I just think it was, it was a little messy to just come out and say that information. And I mean, listen, she's so good that no one was looking to target her, target her at all. Like JD was like, oh, maybe she's playing a little bit too hard, but clearly everybody thinks like Ricard is Shan's number one. JD thought he was Shan's number one. I'm sure Jeannie's now going to align with Shan. So it's, it's interesting. I liked it. I was the first time I really, I really liked Shan because I'm a table talker and uh, I like putting my cards on the table. If I, if I was there, I would, I would just like, I would talk so much and just get in people's heads and that's what she's doing. Yeah. Actually, um, Christian in the chat, Jordan thinks that it's going to be a gender versus coming soon in the next episode. So I'm not sure if Christian's talking about at the Ua tribe, the green tribe, or maybe he's talking about Luvu with the three, three men, women splits, but he thinks it's going to be a battle of the genders next week. Which one was the, uh, the three, three gender split, which, which tribe is that? that? Well, the, well, the only tribe that has six people left is the blue tribe. Got you. Got you. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, we'll see. So Jordan, we also get our first reward challenge of this season. Um, now I'm Finally. not a big, what's up? Finally, you see, I feel like I, I feel like you know I know that you're a bigger fan of the challenges than I am. Um, I, I like the challenges, but I feel like I, I want to see a lot more of like the camp and the strategizing. So it was interesting to see it. I feel like it could have been given us like like for example, we saw nothing of the yellow tribe tonight. We saw a lot of. Um, Ua because the Green Tribe went to Tribal Council and we saw a lot of what happened at Luvu, which I'm excited to get into, but we saw nothing of the Yellow Tribe. So I would have preferred to see that over the challenge, but we had to see the challenge because Heather finally got some screen time. Yeah, I generally don't mind when it's challenge heavy and not camp heavy because like, you know, if if Green's going to Tribal Council, I don't really need to see what Yellow is talking about because I feel like a lot of it's just noise up until you actually have to vote someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just think that if you get to know these players and you get to see who they're aligned with and what their thoughts are in the game and where they're positioned, I think it gives you a more well-rounded picture of like, okay, at the merge, who's aligned with who? Or especially in this season with all the uh, people going to the summits for those uh, advantages, we've, we've seen a lot of cross-tribal interactions like Evie connected with Deshaun and Sydney and Tiffany are like butting heads. So I feel like seeing these other scenes kind of set up more of these character moments and set up some more of these like connections kind of like, as you go into the merge, like if you've ever seen um, it's always sunny when uh, um, whenever Charlie's doing the whole Pepe Sylvia thing with like all the other uh, things, I want to see that where I want to see where everybody is connected to everybody and what are all the machinations of the game. Totally agree. I'm totally with you. Um, but yeah, so Heather, 
Uh, we see her in this challenge, and um, it's not great. Heather uh, struggles a little bit. I felt bad. I actually felt really bad because Heather, because of the Jordan, there's been only immunity challenge so far. And the rule of Survivor is as long as you go from immunity to immunity challenge, you can sit out the same person over and over again. The key is if you have reward and immunity, that's where back-to-back you have to sit out different people. So Heather, for the first time since the premiere, has to play. And I felt very bad. I, I'm Jordan, I'm going to take a guess here and tell me if you agree. Jeff probably told them you can't go, the next people can't go until Heather's done. Because why else wouldn't they, ha- like Danny have gone or Sydney have gone to try to get them back in the game instead of making Heather go over and over again? Do you think that she had I, to keep going? I totally agreed with that. And I, I didn't think about that, but it's the only explanation. I, I was thinking the same thing because even if she's, all right, she was really bad, but she got really tired at one point, and it, at least she should have taken a breather and let someone else go. I, I had the same exact thought. I think it's very touch and go. Also, by the way, uh, Solomon. Oh yeah, I, I love Solomon. Who's Solomon? Oh. I love Solomon. Solomon has been with us for a long time, and he wanted to welcome you back to the podcast tonight. Um, Hell so. yeah, Solomon. Yeah. He definitely should have. Always love to see the support. Um, wait, but no, wait, I, Ryan, I like, Ryan, can you can you read the comment out loud? Just a second sentence. A second sentence. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it out loud. That doesn't mean I agree with it, but I'll read it. Hef is back. <laughs> Woo. And Brad should have won Game Changers. Gotcha. So now Jordan's cool. going to clip this out of context and have me saying that when I've been on the record. Exactly. I love for Sarah. But um, anyway, what I, what I was trying to say was like, it, it's been very random in different seasons, Jordan, where people say, okay, can we switch? And Jeff says, yes, you can switch. And there's other times where he goes, no, you, you cannot switch. So I have a feeling that if they had a chance to throw in Danny or Sydney to get them more closer to the end, I got to think they asked Jeff and Jeff's like, no, if Heather starts, Heather has to finish. And she just, she just couldn't finish. Yeah. It was sad. I felt bad, but it was really nice. The tribe was so nice. I was like the most supportive and authentic a tribe has ever been in my opinion. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to come, come to next Jordan because off the podcast. And I think earlier in the podcast, you were saying, you're a big Danny McCray guy. You're a big uh, Danny, former uh, NFL safety for the Cowboys fan of Danny. And you said that you really like him. So I'm sure you loved him doing a great job at comforting her after the challenge. He is good on all three levels. Challenge beast. He's got a good head on the shoulders. He's, he understands the game. And I like that. And third, he's a really nice guy. Like, I feel like a lot of time when people cheer each other on, like, and I, I think I would be guilty of this too. Like it wouldn't be that authentic. And I would, I, I would be kind of annoyed that she lost a challenge for us. I actually felt like he meant it. And I really liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, he's a former NFL player, so he's obviously a really great teammate. And yep. I was saying to Dylan in the preseason, Jordan, that if I'm on survivor, I want Danny as like my number one ally, because he said in his bio, his biggest, his biggest pet peeve, do you know what his biggest pet peeve is? What? lying danny is going to be a loyal soldier and he's going to be a very straight shooter and i feel like that's what you want in an ally someone who's not going to waver someone who's going to be your loyal number two in your pockets that scares me i feel like he's not going to play the right way he's going to let someone step all over him but you can jordan he you can lock him in for the merge no one's going to get rid of him before the merge at this point definitely like like i feel like pro athletes unless they go out early for some reason you can lock them in like a, like a Brad or like a, uh, a Jeff Kent. Like they will make the merge because they're great in the challenges. They're super loyal. They're not going to be trying to scheme. Uh, so yeah, I thought for a while you can lock in Danny for the merge. And at this point, he seems like he has a pretty good head on his shoulders. Like you said as well. Totally. I'm a big fan, but now I'm nervous. Yeah. Maybe he'll be fine. You never know. You never know in survivor. 
Um, the other thing I want to say before we leave the reward challenge is Jeff basically confirmed what, what we've been thinking for a while now, where um, he was like, you know, I love the game, but I love when someone's vulnerable and they have to push through and dig deep. So, I mean, I feel like this is why the show has kind of changed in the way that it's changed since our hiatus where, you know, Jordan, we had the whole thing with like Suri and the balance beam. Then you saw last season at winners at war, the, the log carrying challenge and Ethan passes out and it, it's a huge physical challenge. And then um, the edge of extinction is all about doing those little challenges to get fire tokens. So Jeff lately has been trying to figure out like, what do I love about the show? And also about Edge of Extinction, which we're glad is gone. It's about pushing people to their limits and seeing what they will go through to win this game. So I feel like Jeff, he loves when people struggle like this because he's like, you got to dig and you got to just keep trying, even though you're not going to win anyway. So you're totally right. And I actually didn't realize it happened so recently, but very good observation. And I got to say, I think at one point it'll become too much. Like we had the whole Tiffany thing for the first three weeks. Now this, like, it's kind of, I would kind of rather be more competitive. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like when it's really like, really intense and, you know, close and so people are, fuck, people are getting like really competitive with each other. And I feel, and I feel like a lot of these have been blowouts. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like this is the, sh this is just the direction that the, the show is going. I think that the show has been on for 41 seasons for a, a reason. It's a great show. It brings in new fans. It keeps old fans like us. It is a, a really good job at trying to evolve while also trying to keep what the formula is. Now, granted, sometimes they go a little bit off the reservation, but they try to keep what the show is. But I think, like you just said, we're seeing how they're trying to get more of these physical struggles. It's a 26-day game this season. It's a lot harder. It's a lot more challenging. They're going to push people to the brink. I think that's what Jeff wants in, like, in this new era, in a way. Yeah, I agree with that. Another thing that I noticed, Jordan, actually, was, and I wrote this in my notes before we even finished the episode, I made a prediction where I said, the fact that we're getting a reward challenge for the first time, I think means that we don't get the summit. Because every episode so far, we've seen people go uh. to the summit to fight for an advantage. Like, you know, the first few episodes, we see them go to the ship wheel, did like the whole risk versus reward prisoners dilemma. And then last week, we saw Brad, Sydney, and uh, Tiffany go to that island at night. I think that basically if you see a reward challenge it means you're not going to get the summits but if you don't get a reward challenge you're going to get some type of summit i feel like like you other than camp life the three things that jeff wants in an episode is tribal council immunity challenge and then some other type of event i think that is a very good call and you're, you're definitely right because you know a reward a reward challenge is like one break from commercial to another and it's the same on the summit it takes up the entire you know stretch of that part of the episode yeah so before we get to Luvu, I just wanted to bring up a fun character moment that we saw. Um, I, I loved the reward, Jordan, that the Green Tribe got with uh, that Fijian local. Na oh, you're a big fan of Nathan. That guy was the man. I mean, he, he was the man. He was hanging from a tree by his feet. He was teaching them all of the great survival tips. He was a beast. He caught the, he caught the biggest fish I've ever seen. Did you see that thing? That was a big fish. <laughs> big, big fish. Yeah, and he was um, playing coconuts with his hands. He's a man. I, you know, I did not I, think the reward would, that, would be that good at first. What's up? I said I did not think the reward would be that good at first. Well, I thought it was a great reward because back in the day, they haven't done this in a long time, but back in the day, Survivor used to do this once a season where they would be like a local fisherman or a local native will come to your camp and teach you how to survive, which I thought was a really great 
thing for the show to show how the people of that country live their lives and, and, and how they know to, you know, survive and uh, how they, how they get food, how they get resources. So I've always loved that type of the, the show where they sh- like basically sh- give more respect to the country that they're in. So I'm happy they brought this back. And yeah, Nathan was great. Um, the thing that I regret, Jordan, is I would have loved for him to be on the tribe with Nasir if the Blue Tribe won, because Nasir is a great, great provider for the tribe. He knows all of the tips to get the coconuts and to start the fire. So I would have loved to have seen Nathan and, and Nasir really connecting. They would have been great together. Uh, it's a shame they didn't win. Are you a uh, are you an Asir fan so far this season? I am. I like him a lot. I feel like I feel like at times he plays really hard and is really dumb, but I feel like he makes up for it a lot of the time. His edit has been the definition of like a roller coaster, where some weeks he'll be up here and then some weeks he'll be down. It goes up and down. Yeah, right? like, I think for like the first episode, he was in a really bad spot. Then in the second episode, it's like, oh no, Sydney's like, oh, we should keep him around. Then the third episode, she's like, I'm gonna rat him out to Deshaun and Danny. So I'm like, oh no, Nasir's in trouble. And now this episode, all the heat's on Erica. So I'm like, Nasir just keeps going in and out of the focus this whole season. And that's why I think a lot of the non-challenge, you know, scenes at camp are a lot of noise. Because you know what? Erica was in the hot seat tonight. Who knows what's going to happen when they actually, you know, either swap or they have to vote someone out next episode or whatever it might be. I feel like she's not going to be on the hot seat at all. And it'll be Nasir. And it's just a lot, it's a lot of noise. So then speaking of Erica, we actually, just like with Heather, we finally got some Erica screen time and Erica's ready to break out. Erica's like, I've been quiet for too long. I want to play. I want to be the lion that's disguised as a lamb. She wants to play Jordan. Would not have expected it from her, first of all, because we we got no airtime. And how dumb do you have to be? What are you doing? Take it easy. Here's what I, and the minute she was like, I want to play the game, I immediately, immediately knew what was happening here. This is what happens. And I, and Jordan, we hear this all the time. I hear this from other podcasts. I hear this when I go on Twitter, former survivors say when you win a lot, like the blue tribe, they win, they win all the time, except for that one challenge that Heather lost. They've won, I think now like four out of five challenges. When you win that much and you don't have to strategize, you don't have to go to tribal, your mind just starts spinning and you're like, okay, I could do this move or I could do this move. Or like you basically, there's a lot of downtime on survivor, right? So you, so you get like, but you get very bored. And with that boredom, you think of different things to do. So I feel like Erica is a fan, clearly. So she's been itching to play and she hasn't had a chance to play yet. So I feel like now she's like, I, I got to start doing stuff. But uh, that is terrible. Hey, look, even if you think that you got to keep it to yourself, just enjoy winning. And, you know, like, even if you're going that crazy, you can't let it out because now she's going to be on the chopping block. It's, it's, it's one every season, Ryan. There's one every season. Well, clearly. Deshaun caught on. Deshaun's like, oh, no, 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 no. This girl is trying to be sneaky. I don't trust her. She wants to start talking strategy with me. I trust Sydney more than her. Um, Deshaun was trying to um, scan that right away. And just like there's one every season, and I thought that Erica was the dumb one, Deshaun says, hold my beer. And he is being idiotic and wants to, and wants to throw the challenge. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh. that always works. That always works. Oh, we're going to get into that because I, I want to hear all your thoughts about throwing the challenge. But um, no, I mean, before we, I have a question for you. Before Deshaun talked about throwing the challenge, did you like Deshaun this season so far before that moment? I did. And now I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that's new here, Jordan is uh, very, very fickle. If you make, if you make some wrong decisions or you act a little too emotional, Jordan's going to put you on the no fly list. So you, you got to be very careful with how you, uh, how you play the game. If you don't play the game the right way, I'm not going to like you because you're taking my spot on the island. 
Yeah, J- Jordan only holds his uh, his stand card. Like very, it's uh, very few people get get that card. Very few people get that. Um, yep. But yeah, I thought it was just interesting because Erica's trying to m- make an ally out of Deshaun. She's like, "Look, Deshaun, you're smart. I'm smart. I want to work with you." And Deshaun's like, "Oh yeah, 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 I'll work with you." But he's just like, "I can't trust this girl at all." And then he even says, "I trust Sydney more than I trust Erica," and he runs it right back to Sydney. So bad, so bad. It's just a rookie mistake. Let her be dumb. So you think instead of running it back to to um, instead of running it back to Sydney, you think Deshaun should have put that in his pocket and used it at a later point? Yes, because there's no need to just there's no need to cause a stir. Like let let her be dumb. And if you I mean if you want to work with Erica, then like obviously don't say anything. But I, the more you play before you need to, it's just. It's bad. And I guess writing her out, you know, could just set her up for the for the future. But so much happens in between then. I, I would have tucked it in my back in my back pocket. Yeah. Well, speaking of and actually the last thing I want to say before we get to throwing the challenge is we got to talk about Sydney really quickly because Sydney was feeling herself. I'm pretty sure her quote, Jordan, is the name of the episode where she goes, they hate me because they ain't me. Um, Sydney is i think quite a character uh any thoughts on sydney so far i admire the confidence but take it easy a little too much she, i i'm pretty yeah sydney coming into the season i will be honest i thought if this tribe loses she would be the first boot from this tribe now they haven't lost yet so i could still be proven right or wrong but i mean sydney has confidence for days she does and you know what we haven't have to see her back it up yet and i care i'm curious if she will or not I was saying to to uh, Davey when we were on the podcast last week, I could see her, if she rubs people the wrong way, I could easily see her being a swap vote out. Like if they swap, I could see like people vote, people on the new tribe not liking her and then someone like a, I don't know, like a Heather. Like I the, the perfect thing that could happen that like that would fit my theory is she gets swapped into a tribe with like, I'm going to just name random people like Evie or with um, Jeannie or Liana. And then she ends up with her only person from her former tribe being Heather. And her and Heather don't get along, and Heather could just flip on her. Like I feel like that is a likely scenario if Sydney gets like swap screwed in a way. Another very good call. I like that. Yeah. So now, Jordan, we get to what you're most fired up about. Deshaun wants to throw the challenge. It's his master plan. This girl is dangerous. We have to go. He tries to rope into Danny to help him out. What are your thoughts about Deshaun wanting to throw a challenge? I'm going to try not to rant, but first of all, play the game. Play the game. Let's, let's forget about that, though. Play the game the right way. What has history told us? Throwing a challenge never, ever, ever works. So it, not good. It's just, it's, just, it's just bad play, very naive. I, I think, even though I, I know my survivor stuff, I would need to like go back in history. I'm trying to think of a moment when throwing a challenge has worked out properly because i can only think of like three or four examples where where it has not worked out because the show highlights those um you know what, the numbers I, don't throw away the numbers sorry no i I, I, just, I feel like the reason why they show us in survivor when throwing a challenge is bad is because it usually never works and the only time when they um throw a challenge and it works i don't think they show it because it has no real impact like i'm pretty sure and this is like People have debated this, but on one of the uh, Rob podcasts, Stephen has talked about on second chances. He's talked about how the the tribal council where Monica got voted out and they, they flipped on Monica at the uh, Bion tribe. Do you remember that? Yep. 
according to Steven, and I don't think he ever confirmed it like like hardcore, but he was like, we were heavily considering throwing a challenge to get rid- getting rid of Monica. Now they don't show that in the episode, um, and I don't know if it ever like was proven proven to be a fact. But that's my point, though. Like they didn't really show it because it had no real impact. So I feel like throwing a challenge never really works. It never works, and for some reason he did it anyway. And I'm very glad that he had to pay for it. Well, Jordan, you you may be able to call me like a half profit because I made a claim on this podcast last week and I was half right. I said my prediction because uh, if you remember in Kagiyan and with uh, Tony season, you remember that to get rid of Cliff, um, um, Sarah and Wu wanted to throw the challenge. And they tried their best and the Brains tribe was so bad with Jatia, they could not throw the challenge and the brain still lost because they were that bad. Yeah. I said to, to Dylan last week, Jordan, and so I was half right. I said, mark my words, the blue tribe, Deshaun and Danny will try their best to throw the challenge and the yellow tribe with Tiffany will be so bad that tribe will still lose. Now, again, I was half right because Luvu still won because of Nasir, but it was the green tribe that lost. So I was, I was half right. That was a great call. You were not half right. You were 99% right. Well, because I feel like a lot of us, and thank you, by the way, I feel like a lot of us on Twitter have seen a lot of parallels between the season and Brains versus Braun versus Beauty. There's been a lot of similarities. So I was like, oh, I, I see the writing on the wall. They're going to try their best and it's not going to work. And Yellow was doing so bad for so long. And then, as always, Xander has to come in clutch and save them. Yeah. Xander's good. Low key. Yeah. No, I, I think Xander, he's, listen, he's, he's 20 years old. He's young. He, um, is very impressionable because he tells people a lot of things. I feel like he could be a good player if he just doesn't reveal all his cards all the time. But I think he has the makings of a, I mean, of a good player. People clearly seem to like him a lot on on, on his tribe. Yeah, I would have thought he would be like a dumb guy, honestly, like kind of like a a, a goofball or like a, I don't know. But uh, he's impressed me. I like him. Well, he said in his preseason interview, Jordan, he said that he wanted to play up that dumb bro persona with his long nice. hair. He's 20 years old. He looks like a surfer. He wanted to play it up. So he he wanted to play into that persona. I would have preferred him not to tell Evie and Voce everything about his advantage, but I think he has potential, though. I kind of like that he's doing that, though. Doing what? Telling him everything. Just just being an open book. And, you know, I'm usually against that. I, I would be the secretive type, but I... I'm kind of rolling with the fact that he's just completely being an open book about it. I feel like, and Evie did, Evie did the same thing when she went to the summit with Deshaun. She was telling all of like Xander's secrets. I feel like you have to kind of, and this is why I was a fan of Deshaun in that episode. You have to give up some information, but not all of it. Like give them enough to, to trust you, but you don't have to give them the full picture just because I feel like that, that could be used against you if you give them all of your cards. Definitely. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to say before we go back to camp is um, there was a lot of narration from Danny and Deshaun. They were basically narrating the challenge from their perspective of, okay, I'm trying to throw the challenge. I'm trying to retie these knots as they're untying it. And then Deshaun is like, oh, well, if I get the key, I'm going to throw that piece of wood away so we can't win. And then Erica happens to find it. Did you like this narration uh, in the challenge? Love the narration and thank God she found it. I was I was pumping I was pumping pumping my fist so hard because I was so excited about it. Yeah, I feel like um, 
the way Deshaun was laughing in the confessionals, um, I I don't want to say it spoiled the outcome, but I felt like he was like, I'm trying to throw it. And now we're falling behind. Like he kept like laughing as he was saying it. I got the vibe that he was like, we were so close. And then Nasir came in and I, and we, we, we couldn't throw it. Thank God. Why would, why wouldn't he take over for, uh, for Deshaun earlier when on the rings? I mean, how many well, times because- does he have to miss? I feel like in the heat of the moment, Nasir's like, come on, tap me in, tap me in. And then and then Deshaun's probably like, no, I got it, I got it, I'm fine, I got it. And then I feel like at some point, Nasir's like, all right, dude, you have to let me in because you're missing everything. And then Nasir just comes in and uh, just yep. knocks it out. But why didn't Danny take over? Um, That's a good question. I feel like Danny, if he was in on the plan, could have been like, oh, let me try. M- maybe... I, I don't know. Maybe Danny is just such a competitor because he's an ex-NFL player. Maybe like... I feel like Danny can go slow in the water because anybody can go slow in the water. But maybe if he's in that hero role of throwing things, maybe he's like, I don't want to be seen as a former NFL player who's like deliberately throwing this. I feel like he wanted to let Deshaun throw it, but he wasn't going to be the guy to go and do that. I don't think. Good point. I like that. Yeah. So now we go back to camp at the Ua tribe, the green tribe. And um, Jeannie is like, I want to use my shot in the dark. And she's saying to JD, I want to write her card's name down. Because if you remember in the first tribal, when uh, Sarah went home, Jeannie actually was the only one who wrote down Ricard's name. So she was gunning for Ricard. And obviously Ricard was gunning for Jeannie at this point. But JD was like, I want to tell her I'm fine with Ricard because I want to convince her to not use your shot in the dark. I feel like there's a lot of interesting strategy this season where in general, you should never really tell people you're voting them out just because I feel like, you know, it could backfire on you. But especially this season, because if you let somebody catch even a whiff that they're going home, they're going to play their shot in the dark. And JD and Shan were like, we cannot let Jeannie play her shot in the dark at all. That's why I like it in this season. That's why I like the wrinkle of being able to roll the dice. And that's why I hope you're able to do it every week because now there's no, there's no easy vote. It's going to be, it's, there's no easy vote anymore. And that's how it flipped on JD this week. Yeah, I really think that in between episodes, I'm going to have to either ask people on Twitter or I'll have to go back to and rewatch the first episode. I need to find out if there's any concrete proof from Jeff that you can use it more than once or if it's like you get one shot and that's it. So I'm, I'm not sure yet. Please let me know. Yeah, I will let you know. Absolutely. Um, so then basically it sounds like it's going to come down to either JD or Jeannie, we, we've already talked about if this is the right move. The thing that just got me just crazy was I, I didn't think, Jordan, I didn't think that Shan was going to go. I thought, like, Shan is in so good, she's not in any danger. But then she starts overplaying a bit. She starts to, like, do a little too much. And she's like, you know, JD, you're not going to flip on me. You're not going to do this. And JD's like, I promise. I got you. You're good. You're not going anywhere. I think she does try, try to play a little bit too much. But then again, maybe she just is so well positioned that she has that effect on people. I thought I was like, Shan, you're doing too much. You got to cool your jets. And then JD says, like, I promise I'm with you. And she says to him, and this Jordan, this just blew my mind. She says, okay, well, would you be able to give me your advantage again? Just so I would feel a little bit better about it. Well, first of all, she, first of all, she tries to go for, go for the Heisman when she's, when she's like, would you mind leaving it back at camp and not even bringing it at all? JD's like, I'm not going to leave it at camp, Shan. And then she goes, fine, fine. If you won't leave it at camp, can I have it? And this man gives it to her for a second straight episode. He is so dumb. For someone who knows so much about the game, he is so dumb. And can we please address the elephant in the room with Shan, the humming? 
Oh, okay. Do you like it? I know what you're going to say. I, 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 <laughs> I, here, I, here's the thing. I don't need to hear the humming every week. But now that it's an official part of the show where they'll play the audio in the background of like the do 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 do, play it. I I love it. I think I think it's catchy. I, th- I think it's funny. Play the music. You don't need to show her humming every episode. But I think it's it's ca- I think it's fun. I think I think Shan is our like our main character or our main narrator of the season right now. Nah, look, just like I don't like Cass calling herself Chaos Cast. Shan, relax. You're not like some amazing evil villain who's like a genius. Relax, Shan. You're not that good. You don't. You don't deserve your own your own humming theme song. Jordan, she calls herself the Mafia Pastor, though. Oh my God, Shan, you're you're so you're so bad. You're all. She stinks. Listen, oh Jordan, be careful because a lot of people are fans of Shan. They 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 call she's, they call her song the Shantham. She doesn't stink at the game. She's a good player, but she's annoying because she does the humming. Mm. I think the biggest question that I have going forward and we've been talking about this for weeks is well she, and I want to get your thoughts on this cuz you're a big fan of Ricard. Do you think Ricard and Shan will go to the end together or do you think one of them will catch on and like at the merge try to cut the other? What do you think? I think they're going to go to final 5 or 6 together. And I think that Ricard who honestly I think he's pulling a lot of the strings and it's not just being as, you know, the, the mafia person about it like she's try, she thinks she's you know the she's the most vocal about herself playing the game really well and he's you know you know being reserved about it i think that he's playing really well and he will cut her with five or six left so you think ricard will cut shan at like final five or six yep do you think there's a chance that shan cuts ricard or no no because i think that i think that he's good and i think that he's gonna be on top of it i, I actually had a prediction last week where i i was saying I could see them going far together, but I there's a very easy chance at, at like final nine or eight, like a little bit before final five, I could see one of them saying, okay, now's, now's the time to take a shot because they won't see it coming at that point. You know, I can see her, I can see her, you know, being over eager to cut him out because she thinks that she is, you know, this maniacal genius and thinks, and she'll probably panic about how quickly she has to cut him out. So maybe I can see her doing it first, but if Ricard does strike he will be successful that's my prediction yeah i mean i feel like because we've seen the green tribe go to tribal council the most i feel like a lot of this story has been revolving around that tribe about uh, mainly about shannon ricard and jd but jd's gone now so a little bit about genie but shannon ricard have been like i think you'd agree that the main characters of the show so far i guess if you want if you want to give like a second place award for who else has been like the star of the show, you could say like Tiffany's been in the spotlight, Xander's been in the spotlight, uh, Evie's been in, in the spotlight, and then oh, like the Yellow Tribe, Yellow Tribe, and <laughs> then well, actually, I, I feel like Liana's been a bit quiet, but I feel like Liana could be pretty good. Um, then the Blue Tribe, the Blue Tribe has just been super quiet, but we finally got some good stuff on them this week, though. Yep. Yeah. I guess Danny, you could say maybe in that main character list. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say Jordan as well. Um. Now that we are down to 13, we have six on the blue tribe. We have three on the um, green tribe, and then we have four on the yellow tribe. So do you think that we're going to get a swap soon, or do you think we're going to stay in three tribes until the merge? I would have guessed swap for sure, but you said it wasn't in the uh, the next episode on, so now I'm kind of doubtful. And I guess if they don't swap right now, then we'll just go merge. Well, I, I if I had a guess, I would have guessed they swap at twelve because yeah. Go ahead, sorry. 
Yeah. Well, no, because I'm saying they're at 13 now, so I feel like you can't really swap with the odd number of 13, but maybe they were going to swap next week. But it sounds like from what Jeff is saying, where he's like, you know, I want to keep them in these small tribes for a while. Maybe we don't see a swap at all until 12 or even 10, and they may not even merge until like 10 or 9, maybe. I would have guessed that it would have been a 444, and then they would have sent someone to the summit or something. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the show is enjoying these three tribes because a lot of uh, interesting stuff has come out of these divisions. So I'll be curious to know if we even get a swap or if we get a swap, maybe it'll be like right before the merge. Like, like maybe Jeff will pull a fast one and say, we're going to swap for like one vote. And then after that one vote, we're going to immediately merge. So we'll see. We'll see. You see the okay. comment? You see the comment come in? Yeah. I was going to say before I pull up green Bay Packer fans comments, uh, we just wrapped up our recap. So if you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to put them in the chat and we will go through them in our last five minutes or so. And then we will call it a night. So Green Bay Packer fan 14 says, I just finished watching. Do you agree that JD is likely to be invited back for a second chance? So Jordan, I want to get your thoughts on this. We're only four episodes in. We've lost some actually really interesting players so far from this cast of season 41 if there is going to be a returning season in a couple seasons from now, who are the most likely candidates to come back? He's the most likely candidate right now, for sure. Maybe Shan, but he was, you know, he was really charismatic and he got a lot of airtime. So I think that, I think if there was a second chance season within the next three years that he would be on there. JD, I think um, could get invited back for sure. I feel like if you are a pre-merge boots, you have to be either a big character or somebody who's like very, very likable or somebody like a Kelly Wentworth who has a lot of potential. I, th I feel like those are the three criteria. If you make the merge, you're always like considered for second chances or for a future season. If you go pre-merge, you have to be a big character like JD or Brad. Brad's also a very big character as well. Or like Kelly, you have to have a, like the, have, the producers have to see some potential in you. So I feel like JD, both in terms of his character and also his potential, I feel like he can come back for sure. Now, in terms of other players, we still have a lot of game to go. I feel like, like you just said, Shan could be a candidate to return based on how she does. Ricard could be a candidate to return. If Jeannie makes a Farge, if Jeannie's super likable, Jeannie could come back at some point. Um, if, if I'm thinking about the Blue Tribe, maybe Deshaun could come back. Um, if, if he does well, maybe. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of likable people this season, and that's why I like it. I'm surprised that it's getting so much flack. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good players. No, I, th I think it's a strong cast, Jordan. I think that people are loving the cast and the players. I think the one critique that I keep seeing online is people don't like a lot of advantages. Like last week when we had an hour, and if you actually uh, uh, timed it, the first like 20 minutes of the episode was all about the advantages. People were like, we don't want to see all of that. So I feel like if you take that out and you look at this week where it's mostly about the players themselves, people love this cast. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think we, we proved this week that, you know, there were some people before this episode, we saw nothing of, we saw nothing of Erica. We saw nothing of Heather. And I think we saw just from this episode alone, they have a lot of interesting things, things about them. They could be really fun people to watch this season once they get some more airtime. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see if we don't have any more questions, I'll wait, I'll give it like another minute or so. And then maybe we'll call it if we don't see any more comments or questions. Jordan, as we're wrapping up, do you have any final thoughts, any questions, anything that you're looking forward to for next week? I am staking my reputation on Ricard going very far in the game, if not winning. I think that he will be. I think that he will be final three, and he will get votes. 
I was going to ask you how far, but you just said if final three are winning. He will get votes in the final three. I'll knock on wood because I don't want to jinx it for you because you, you're a big fan of Ricard. So I'm knocking on wood. But do you think that Ricard, because he's clearly a, a, a well-rounded player, he seems very likable. He seems like he has his, his finger on the pulse. Could he be one of our fallen angels where he goes out in like fourth or fifth right before the end? I think fourth would be the only possibility, honestly. I think that is the only way he's getting out is by fire. So, oh, so you think he, uh, and again, I knocked on wood, so I didn't jinx it for you, but you think like a David Wright or like a Kelly, you think he could get voted out right before the, like right before the final tribal. Yep. That, that would be heartbreaking for you. It would be heartbreaking. Um, yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people this season have chances to go far. I, I even was saying to Dylan last week, I think Liana is somebody who we've seen very little of, but I think like she could make it to the end. She could go pretty far. I'm not saying she can win yet because we haven't seen a lot of her. But she has like the makings of a good player. And, you know, on that yellow tribe, Jordan, Evie is clearly the power player of that tribe. And I think if Evie goes, then I feel like Liana could always uh, assume a good position of power, possibly at some point. I like that take. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't see any more questions. So I'm going to, I guess, call it here unless something comes in last minute. But, Jordan, this was a lot of fun having you back on the podcast. It, it's been too long, my dude. Thank you for having me. And we talk again soon. I'll be back soon. Yeah, I was gonna say now that you um that now that you're trying to watch the episodes as best as possible on East Coast time, I mean, obviously, whenever you want to come on for a recap or for a superlative or whatever, we always love talking Survivor with you. Always, it's an honor. Keep killing right. it, guys. What's up? Keep killing it, guys. Well, listen, I'm going. To, listen, and since you left, I don't know if you've been following, but I've taken over your um your wrap up so i would love to give it back to you to do the wrap up tonight but i just want to say before we end you can follow us on twitter at soul survivor pod um we post uh, a lot of uh interesting tweets during the episode we go live right after the episode we actually we actually have an additional podcast so we record actually twice a week once to do the recap and once to do superlatives to go into some fun little things for the episode and talk about some players more in depth but we try to give you a lot of different content and we hope you uh, stay on this journey with us. So that's nothing else for me, Jordan. So do you want to close us out? I want you, I want you to take us out. I want to hear you, you do it. Take us out. Uh-huh. Wow. I, I feel honored because this, this was your thing back in the day. I'm excited to see you do it. So, okay. Well, thank you. So with that, we unfortunately have nothing else for you. So as always grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night. <laughs>